Welcome to Psych Segments, all kinds of psychology knowledge in tiny segments, hosted by your personal psychology professor and made for the psychology student or student at heart, a podcast that even your mom would approve of. Just ask Freud. Hey, glad to have you for another episode of Psych Segments today. We are going to be talking about uh, social influence, and today uh, in particular we're going to be concentrating on conformity. Now there's three types of social influence. Uh, There's conformity, which is when you do something because you feel like you should. There's compliance, when you do something because you are asked. And there's obedience, when you do something because you are told or you are ordered uh, by an authority figure. Now, any of these social influences are all part of a broader idea of social psychology, which basically says that we are influenced in the way we think and behave based on who we are around. Uh, In particular, conformity is something that we see every day, uh, particularly in social groups, and uh, it's also used in advertising very frequently. So conformity overall is when you adopt either a thought pattern or a behavior or even kind of an attitude based on those that are around you. So no one's telling you to do this. No one's asking you to do these things or believe these things. You're simply doing them or thinking them because you feel like you should. Uh, The pressure can be real or imagined, uh, but it's that idea that you want to conform. You want to fit in with those around you. So this can happen because of two reasons. One, it can happen because of something called informational social influence. This is kind of like the emperor's new clothes uh, concept, where everyone seems to know something that you don't. They have information, you don't, and since they seem to know what's going on, you're likely to conform to their behaviors or their thoughts, uh, their, their attitudes, simply because they have the information and you don't. You doubt yourself, so you conform to what they say. We see this also a lot when people discuss politics. If everyone around you seems to be well-versed on a topic and you're the one who watches more E instead of maybe CNN, then you're more likely to kind of conform with their ideals of what's going on simply because you are not informed. The other way that we conform uh, is because of normative social influence. This is the idea that there are certain social norms that we all adhere to, not because we're told, but it's just the way things are done for social acceptance. And so think back to high school. If everybody is wearing a certain brand of clothing, you may also wear that brand of clothing, not because anyone's telling you to, but because you want to be seen as someone who fits in and complying with those social norms. You want to be seen as someone who is adopting those same general principles of how to appear, in this case with dress. So because everyone else is doing it and that appears to be the social norm for that group, you're likely to do it as well. Now, we also see this in uh, advertising with something called social proof, where advertisers like to use uh, increasingly more and more influencers uh, on social media like Twitter or Instagram, where instead of advertising a product to you directly, 
What they do is they get people you see as your peers or people you want to be like using their product. And what happens is because of social proof, meaning you see everyone else using it, it's proof that it's the right thing to do, it's the social norm, you're more likely to conform and buy or use that product because you want that normative concept to apply to you. You want to be part of that group, so you try to fit in. Solomon Ash, in particular, was a psychologist that looked at uh, social concepts like conformity. Um, and he, when he studied it, what he did was he would use one subject as the actual subject in the study, along with others in the group. Uh, those others were confederates or people he had as part of the study who were planted to give certain answers. The group was then asked to uh, compare two objects or analyze a question uh, with a very simple answer, but because everyone else in the group who was planted there gave their answer first, and it was the wrong answer, we then wanted to see what did the actual subject say. Did they go along with the wrong answer because everyone else in the group said it, or did they say the right answer because they believed it to be so, regardless of what the group did? You know, a lot of students I have kind of think they're, they're, they're the lone wolf. They'll speak out. They won't go with the group. But what I see every day, what we see in, in social proof every day, and what Solomon Ash saw was that 75% of the time, people will go along with the group. They will conform to what the group is saying or doing or uh, the attitude they share simply because they want to fit in. So what makes someone do that? What would make someone give an answer that they know is wrong simply because everyone else is giving it? Well, one thing is the size of the group. You figure if it's just you and another person in a room and they have to answer a question and they give the wrong answer, it's very easy for you to go with the correct answer, which you believe, because you only have one other person to try to conform or, or go against. But if you have five people, 10 people in that group, and you have to go last, now the odds are stacked against you because you have more people who can form in that social group, and you would be going against a larger and larger population. If you identify with the members of the group, that will also increase your chances of conforming. So if you put uh, someone in a room with five-year-olds and ask the five-year-olds what the answer is and then ask the actual subject who's an adult, chances are they're going to give you their answer, the correct answer, because they don't identify with the other members of the group. Now, if it was truly a group of their peers, people their age, people who they identified with, the likelihood they would conform would go up. Also, if you have to give your response or behave in a way that is evident to others, meaning you have to do it in front of other people, the thinking that you're going to be judged, the feeling you have to conform is higher because when other people are around you and watching what you do or say, there's this uh, accountability that takes place. This is why voting is done in secret. Uh, and even, you know, think back to high school when you voted for prom king and queen, it was done with secret ballot. Because if people know what you're saying, then you feel a higher likelihood to conform with the group. Also, if you doubt your own choice, you know, if the, the questions or the, the concepts are things that you're not really sure of, kind of like with the informational social influence, you may be more likely to go along with the group. And finally, if you want to be part of that group, 
You know, if you want to be seen as a member of that group, you may go along with their choices, their behaviors, their, uh, you know, attitudes or ways of, of kind of interacting with the world, not because you have to, not because they're asking you to, but simply because you want to be cool. You want to be seen as part of that group. So conformity is one of the types of social influence that in social psychology we look at for how being around different people will change the way you think and behave. Keep an eye out for future episodes when we're going to talk about other types of social influence like obedience and compliance. But for now, remember that it's okay to go along with the group to be cool once in a while, but don't be afraid to be a nonconformist to stand your ground and maybe go against social norms once in a while. It's always the people that are a little unique that are the most interesting. If you've enjoyed today's episode of Psych Segments, subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook for more psychological knowledge and to suggest topics for future episodes. This podcast exists so that you can survive Psych 101. Thanks for listening.